Welcome to episode three. I am so happy to have you back with me this week. Um, It's been an interesting one for me. I have not meditated at all this week. And I kind of was thinking about it and I realized that that's probably because my daughter is home from camp. Um, You don't realize as a parent, well, actually, you do realize it, but you don't think about it very much. The kids take up a lot of time, and it's really hard to set aside that time to really spend on yourself when you're busy with your kid. You know, you're either helping them out or feeding them or entertaining them or, you know, even just getting snuggle time in. Um, That's all really important stuff, and you just, it kind of eats up your time. So I didn't do a whole lot of meditating this week. Um... But what I have been doing is spending some more time taking those moments throughout the day to breathe into my heart center when I'm feeling rushed or when I'm feeling stressed. Just really taking a moment to just stop and slow down and breathe. Uh, That's, I guess, qualifies as meditation. And, you know, so maybe I can say, yay, I did it this week, Um, even though it wasn't a formal meditation where I'm sitting for 10 minutes focusing um, on, you know, love and gratitude and all those things. I am still doing my gratitude journal. I'm very, very happy with that. I'm going to share that with you in the show notes. It's a really, really nice journal. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Uh, something else new that I've started this week is financial coaching. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, I was raised by financial coaches, but of course, when it's your parents, it's a little bit different than when it's uh, a third party. So I had my first sit down this week and we talked about my goals and what I want to accomplish. And that's going to be an interesting process. Um, there's two individuals who are going to be coaching me. One's more of the you know, emotional, relational aspect of it. And the other's the nitty gritty uh, detail aspect of it. Um, so I'll definitely be sharing that process and what that's like and what I'm learning with you. It's it's going to be um, interesting, that's for sure. Uh, something else that I've done this week is I have removed myself from all dating apps. And it is uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. It's when you're single and you kind of live in a remote area, there's this feeling that if I want to meet somebody, the only way to do it is to be online. That just seems to be the way it works these days. And you also feel like you have to be doing something. If I want something to happen in my life, then I have to be doing something. I have to be making moves. I have to be putting myself out there. Um, But my intuition um, has been telling me something different especially with starting this podcast and working on these things that I want to do to really move my life forward, I was asking um, the Holy Spirit, what do I need to let go of right now in this time? And instantly the word came to me, dating. And so I would kind of like stopped talking to people, but I was still on the app and still had my profile out there because I wasn't really ready to let go. I wasn't saying whatever to it. I wasn't trusting that if now is not the right time, it's going to change. Just like I've talked about in my other episodes, nothing lasts forever. The season of 
removing myself completely from dating and focusing on myself, it's not going to last forever. And so when I was uh, kind of taking that quiet time um, earlier this week and really thinking back on things, it just became really clear to me that I need to go all in. I need to take myself off the dating app for real. So I did. And I don't like it. (laughs) Just being honest, I don't like it. It's really uncomfortable. But I have to uh, think about past experiences. Life is our greatest teacher. And there was a time in my past where I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit telling me, no, it's not the best time to be on a dating app. And I went on an app anyways, and I met someone and we got into a relationship and it was not healthy at all. It was full of drama and full of turmoil and pain and it ended after six months and it just wasn't good. I mean, there was a lot that I learned out of the experience. We can always learn um, from life. We can learn from our mistakes. But I potentially could have gone without that experience. Um, so I'm going to listen to my intuition this time. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how long this season lasts. So at this point in time, it's just about being with myself and connecting with myself when all I want is to connect with another person. So my dear podcast friends, I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to be sharing, you know, the things that I'm thinking with you. And I'm very excited about that. The other thing that I started this week is I started to dive back into one of my old courses. This one is the Feminine Power Course with Claire Zamet. Uh, Maybe some of you have heard of it. This one I have purchased uh, four years ago. And so it's one of her older iterations of of her program. Um, she's, of course, you know, changed it and improved on it over the years, but it's what I have access to, so I'm going to do it. And I'm really excited about this process, and I will be sharing that first week with you on the next episode. Welcome to the podcast, L-O-V-E. I am Elisa, and I am on a mission to learn the tools to make my life the best, most abundant experience I can have so that I can become a coach and help others who are living below their divinely given potential rise above their circumstances to live an outrageously vibrant existence. I am inviting you to tag along with me on my growth journey as I share what I'm learning, my thoughts and experiences, my successes, and even my failures. So before I go into what I really want to talk about this week, I'm going to do a couple of shout outs for some um, tools and podcasts that I am really enjoying that I want to share with you. The first one is my gratitude journal. It's called Good Days Start with Gratitude. It's this beautiful little book. It's small. um, It's beautifully illustrated. And 
It has spaces each day for just three gratitudes, and it makes it so simple and easy. It takes less than a minute um, to write down your gratitudes every morning, and those three gratitudes is just enough to kind of, you know, jumpstart that gratitude engine and get you going for the day, and I challenge myself when I'm doing my gratitudes to try and write down something different every single time, and I love this journal. It's beautiful. It's easy. I keep it next to my nightstand. Um, I highly recommend it. I'll link it up to Amazon um, below and I am not getting anything for this shout out. I'm not getting any kickback um, for this journal. So just go look at it if it's something that sounds interesting to you. The other shout out I want to do is a podcast. There were actually several podcasts this week and I kept writing them down going, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. No, this is a good one. So the one I'm going to go with this week is called Leveling Up. Creating Everything from Nothing. It's episode 90 with Catherine Sankina. And uh, Catherine is the known as the Manifestation Babe. She's got her own major brand focused around manifesting. And in this episode, they spend time talking about where Catherine started and how she got to where she is today. And I just love this because I've heard her story several times, but in this podcast, I was listening to it again and I was starting to be able to see myself and the different points that she was at in her life. And a lot of what they talked about in this podcast ended up being a lot of what I'm going to talk about in mine in this episode. And I was so excited. There were so many times when they were talking and I was like, yes, yes, I totally get it. That's exactly what it's about. It was great. Um, it's much longer than my podcast, maybe a little bit more polished. Um, but I highly recommend going and listening to that one. It's a really fun interview. Um, talking about, you know, the stories we tell ourselves and, you know, how do you manifest? And it's just great. Go listen to it. Uh, I'll do a second shout out. Um, the next podcast would be Mind Your Business, episode 274, The Art of Reframing with Jen Casey. Uh, that one is also really good looking at how we frame the stories that we tell. It's a little bit more higher level, though. I kind of got what they were talking about. I mentally understood it, but it doesn't um, really make sense to my subconscious yet. So that one's kind of that next level, but also a good one that I would recommend going and listening to. Okay, so my topic for this week I've called Playing the Game of Life. Um, we've talked about starting where you're at. We've talked about letting go and saying whatever. And the next step um, in this with where I have found myself in my life and what has been helping me is starting to now view life as a game. I personally love video games. I play video games. I play computer games. I play Dungeons and Dragons. I'll freely admit it. I'm a nerd. Um but I have found in these games a really amazing allegory for life. And I have found that if I start viewing my life as a game, like one of my video games or like Dungeons and Dragons, then my life becomes much more interesting and becomes much more fun. And I'm able to fully engage in the present moment, or at least more fully engage in the present moment. So one example of how I do this is um, in a in a video game, for example, they'll have tokens and coins for extra points as you run along the track. So if we're going through and we're on the track of life, um, or if you're driving in your car, this is what I do on an actual track going down the road. 
um, look for things that you can turn into like those bonus points that you just, you know, pick up as you go throughout your day, ways of triggering yourself to practice gratitude and affirmations and have those things be your, your, your tokens, your bonus points that you pick up along your track, like you would in a video game. One thing that I do is I tend to see Jeeps absolutely everywhere. I love Jeeps. My, when I was a kid, the first car I wanted to ever get was a Jeep. Um, my last boyfriend had a Jeep. I love Jeeps. And so I just see them everywhere. And what I decided to do is every time I would see a Jeep, it was going to be a trigger for me. I'm going to express gratitude and an affirmation. So if I see a black Jeep, um, I will say, thank you, God, that I am supported and I have everything I need to be abundant and successful. If I see a white Jeep, I say, thank you, God, that abundance is flowing into my life. And thank you for my white Jeep, because that's what I'm going to have someday. If I see a red Jeep, I say, thank you for all the love that is going to be flowing into my life and all the new experiences and the new relationships. Silver Jeeps are money and finances. Green Jeeps are growth and flourishing. Um, If it's a wild card Jeep like orange or yellow, then, you know, I'll just say whatever I'm grateful for in the moment. And it's really interesting how, you know, sometimes these Jeeps can be coming at me hard and fast. They'll be like Jeep after Jeep after Jeep. And it's like bonus round, ding, 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 ding. And it starts to become really fun. I have found myself giggling in the car um, when I am collecting those bonus points by practicing my gratitudes and affirmations every time I see a Jeep. It's super silly. It's super fun and totally dorky, but it's great. I highly recommend figuring out what's going to be a trigger for you to be a you know reminder to practice those gratitudes and those affirmations. Um, something else that I did earlier this week when I was exercising, I was running a literal track at the high school. You know, that track was the bane of my existence in high school. I hated it. But now as an adult, I'm back and I'm owning it. Um, So I'm running down the track and I'm getting tired. Running is not my thing. And I heard in my head the statistic. um, I think actually I was listening to the podcast with Catherine Zinkina. I'm not sure. But anyways, I remembered that um, most people quit when they get 80% of the way to their goal. And I looked at the track and I realized I was about 80% of the way there. I had jogged almost all the way around the track and I was ready to quit, but I was 80% of the way there. So I started just telling myself, no, you've got this. Look, you're so close. And I visualized one of those like countdown bars you'll see on the video games in the arcade when you're driving a race car that shows you just how far you have to go until you hit that finish line. And I watched it get smaller. And so I just turned my life into my own virtual reality video game. And I finished that lap. I made it one time around the track completely without stopping. I was so proud of myself. You guys, for me, that's a big deal. So finding ways of making your life fun and turning little things into a game is going to take so much pressure and so much stress off of accomplishing your goals. Um, The other thing that I wanted to talk about as I was thinking about this idea of viewing life as a game is recognizing that 
when things get too easy in a game, it's because you've been on a level for too long. And usually when things are hard in a video game, it's because you have leveled up. You've beat the last, le last level, you've accomplished the goal, whatever it is, the, now the challenges are um, a little bit more difficult. And that's part of what makes video games interesting. If they were easy all the time, they wouldn't be interesting. Nobody would play them. So in your own life, just remember that when life starts to get uncomfortable, it's a sign that you've beat the last level and you've learned what you needed. And now you've moved on and you've got new challenges to face. And that's an exciting thing because you don't want to stay on the same level your entire life. So embrace those challenges. Embrace those challenges and think about what is your narrative? What are you telling yourself? This is, again, that part of playing that video game. Video games have a narrative. There's a story to it. So what is your story? And when we create narratives for our lives, there are going to be facts and there are going to be interpretations. So um, I'll give you an example of something that um, happened to me uh, earlier this year where I felt um, spirit really talking to me about this idea of how I'm interpreting things and the stories that I create in my head when I have limited facts. Um, so the guy I was dating at the time um, had told me he was going to come up and visit me. We were long distance dating. And so I was waiting for him to come and see me and he didn't show up and the morning was passing and he still wasn't showing up and I wasn't hearing from him. And I started to lose it. You guys, I was like, convinced that he was standing me up. We've been dating for like six months at this point. I was convinced he was standing me up. He was being dismissive and disrespectful of me. And how could he do this? And oh my goodness, we're going to break up. And how did this happen? And where did things go wrong? I started to create this incredible story in my head. And finally, I just got so fed up that I contacted him. He responded back really quickly. And it turns out he was horrifically sick. So sick that he couldn't see straight, couldn't stand up, and his sister was taking him to the hospital. It completely changed my perspective on the situation. He wasn't standing me up. He wasn't being dismissive or disrespectful of me. The poor guy was just in really rough shape and he was in complete survival mode at the time and you know knowing how men think he probably was just not worried about me he knew that I was good I was safe he would follow up with me later he was just more concerned about making sure that he was okay because of how sick he was so there's the facts and then there's interpretations and it's so easy to create interpretations around situations, especially when we don't have facts. But we want to be really careful with that because in our video game that is our life, we're also creating and driving the story. So we have to be thinking about where do we want our story to go? Because it's like Dungeons and Dragons, actually. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is very similar. There's going to be an overarching story. You know, there's a, a plan and a purpose for our lives and a direction that God would like to take us in. But 
like the characters in Dungeons and Dragons, they don't know what that story is. They're given certain facts at certain points in the game, and they have to make decisions based on those facts. And they help drive this and create the story that um, forms Dungeons and Dragons. And I am so sorry, you guys, if you're listening and you have no idea what I'm talking about. But for me, this is the Dungeons and Dragons is a perfect analogy for life. It it just is. Um, but we are all creating this story, this experience that we call life. We're all actively and literally creating it. Um, so you've got to be careful with your interpretations. And you also have to be careful with um, not being too hard on yourself. When game, When life is a game, you have to give yourself permission to experiment like you would in a video game. If you don't know what to do, then you just start you know, breaking things or trying this hall or trying that hall or um, trying things. You have to give yourself permission to experiment. And when it comes to um, like managing our emotions or trying to manifest things or growing, it's really easy to forget that it's an experiment. It's a learning process and we can get really hard on ourselves. I have gotten really hard on myself and I have fallen into thinking that if I'm not manifesting something, if life isn't working out the way I want it to, if, you know, there's a really horrible situation, it's because I didn't do something right. I didn't manage my thoughts the right way. I didn't manage my emotions the right way. I made the wrong choice. I didn't manage my energy well, or maybe I didn't try hard enough. Maybe I wasn't consistent enough or disciplined enough. It's so easy to rag on myself when things don't go right. But all emotions are energy, good emotions and bad emotions. They just are. They're not good emotions and bad emotions. That's a label, but neither are really good or bad in a sense. They just are. Um, And so we want to not hold on to those things. We want to hold on to the higher vibration, the positive emotions that create those, that feeling of well-being in us. And we want to let go of the ones that don't create that feeling of well-being. Um, Dr. Joe talks about how every single emotion that we feel chemically lasts in our body for 10 seconds. And after that 10 second point, it's just your body recreating and recycling the emotion. But the initial emotion only lasts for 10 seconds. So we have got to let things go. We've got to be able to say whatever, even with our own emotions. And as somebody who has struggled with um, depression in the past, I learned over time that the more I identified myself with my depression or the more I uh, resisted and was like, I don't want to be feeling this. This is horrible. I can't stand this you know, my life is never going to be better. The more I invested in that state that I was in, the longer it would last. But if I would just say, I'm depressed, I acknowledge it, I recognize it. And I also recognize that it will pass. And I just let it be what it was. My periods of depression got shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And I now very rarely experience depression. It's been years. And when I do feel those deep states of sadness that I don't even really identify as depression anymore, they don't last for very long. And this is coming from somebody who was on medication when she was a teenager. So we have to be able to 
view life as a game, view our experiences as an, as an experiment, and just let things happen without over-investing in those things, and recognizing that no one is perfect. Not even the most skilled manifestors or mindset coaches, you know, even Tony Robbins has a bad day. And if life is a game, then we can treat every experience as an experiment. So as you go through life, as you go through this next week, see what happens in your life. View it as an observer and um, start to think about what things can you do to make it a game. You know, whether it's doing what I do with the Jeeps or what I did at the track what kinds of things can you do to make life fun? Um, and just, it helps to elevate your mood, helps to elevate your energy. And just remember that we are here to learn and grow. And we don't need to be placing judgments or interpretations on our experiences. There's already too much of that in the world. Instead, just accept it for what it is and enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining me today. I am so thrilled and honored to have you with me on this journey, and I'm excited to keep the conversation going. Send me your thoughts on what we talked about, and maybe I will feature it in the next episode. You can email me at thepodcastlove at gmail.com, or you can send me a voice message on Anchor. The links are in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share, rate, and review so that others can find the show and join the conversation. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.